Blog Talk Radio. Prepare for launch in three, two, one. Welcome to the break beat. We make heat to play streets with these words. Whether you in the burbs or in the hood, on the street curb or corner. Crossing all the borders in your mental state. Elevate your thinking or fall in line like the interstate. Finna take you on the journey like the Zelda game. Painting perfect pictures without the cellophane. The pelopane's words are stained with destruction. And we're here with ideas for construction. Critiquing critics with cynics with the lyrics. Demolish demons and spirits to make the network less linear. Coverage your position. Listen, when I drop wisdom with the gods listening in a big pot. Give it all I got to give it the spirit info Stimulate your mental over instrumental Trying to reach my kinfo, tired of the cheap talk Gotta get informed and spread a message of free thought Separate the name, the break represents the news and issues We use to discuss a new concept To be this how I rearrange and change the presentation So it isn't as complex together Introduce topics, micro, macroscopic With a little logic and perspective Educate, entertain, graffiti on your brain So the set for a change for a make on the Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, MC Brooks, the most incredible serial rhyme killer, bringing you another edition of the Breakbeat right here, Black Freethinkers Radio. Got a pretty phenomenal topic for you guys tonight. Going to be talking about the ethics of college athletics, or to put it simply, should college players be paid for their play. Now, um, I've been trying to find a way to incorporate my affinity for sports into this show basically since I first started. I mean, one of the benefits I had from uh, when I was doing Ashes in the Fall is that I was pretty much able to, you know, incorporate uh, all aspects of the things I was interested in into the show. Now, that's not to say that, you know, upon coming, upon joining everyone here, black free thinkers, that I was, that I'm unable to do that. But, you know, most of the people that listen in, I don't think, you know, care to hear about sports or my love of sports or anything. So, you know, I usually just try to avoid it. However, um, this is a topic that I that I care about and that I'm very, very, very passionate about. Um, and so I definitely wanted to um, bring it on uh, to use my platform to discuss it with you all. Um, and joining me to discuss this topic tonight will be my homie, Joma. Now, Joma is calling in right now. Um, I have him on hold, and I'm going to bring you in in just a second, bro. Um, Joma is one of my oldest friends. known him for a few years. He's the homie, and he's probably one of the only other people I know that, that shares a love of all things sports uh, like I do. So I figured he would be perfect. He would be a perfect co-host to have this conversation with me tonight. Now, like I said, I've been looking for a way to incorporate sports in this program, you know, basically since I started, and I started in June. So the fact, you know, the fact that I finally found a way to be able to, to come on here and talk about sports for two hours, kind of happy about that. I'm actually very, very happy about that. <laughs> so um, the the overall the overarching topic that's going to be discussed tonight 
are is whether uh, college athletes should be paid, or, or rather, should they be compensated? I guess is a better is a better term to frame it. Um, in addition to that, though, we are also going to be talking about um, the current situation going on down at Grambling State University, and we're also going to discuss um, the legality of uh, the NCAA leveling its sanctions against uh, college programs. <coughs> now, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but before we get into all of that, just going to um, do what I normally do in the first couple minutes of the show. Remind you guys to go check the archives. Uh, this past Sunday, Kim had a pretty phenomenal show on um, Black Pain. So make sure you go and check that out for sure. Um, it was a pretty, it was pretty dope. I, I got to listen to parts of it uh, afterwards, and I encur- encourage you guys to go, uh, go back and listen to that. Um, also, go back and check previous episodes of the Breakbeat. We, you know, I, I have um, done a couple, couple, uh, couple shows since I came back from my break. And I uh, thoroughly encourage you guys to go back check the archives either on the Blog Talk Radio uh, website or you can find us on iTunes also. So definitely go back, check the archives, download, share, you know, give it to your girlfriend as a as a birthday gift, you know, however you want to however you want to do it. Like I said, the last episode of the Break Me was pretty phenomenal. I had uh, my friend Raina and Vivian on uh, talking about the concept of the friend zone. So, like I said, go check that out. Also, make sure you go on Facebook, uh, look up the Breakbeat Black Freethinkers Radio, like the fan page. There you can get updates, links, uh, status updates, and pretty much the whole nine as it as it um, as it pertains to this program. You can also go in there and write suggestions, tell me what you think. You know, all of that. I'm pretty good at responding to people. You know, I haven't really been looking at it <laughs> lately. But I'm pretty good at responding to people. So, you know, if you have something to say, there would definitely be one of the better places to um, to put it. Um, transitioning now, uh, I want to give a special thanks to um, everyone who's been going to checking out my mixtape. Uh I released my my third installment of the Lines to Stripes Rhymes to Mike's mixtape series on October 4th, and since then I have eclipsed over 500 listens and more than a couple dozen downloads. And I gotta say, thanks a lot. You know, you guys definitely know how, know how to make me feel special. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it feel it felt pretty good to know that. You know, despite the fact that my music career hadn't really gotten anywhere, or not where I wanted to be, that you know that you guys went out and supported, and and you know my mixtape is is doing relatively well. I'm actually very, 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 very humbled um, by that information. So again, thank you all. Um, make sure you keep you continue to share, uh, continue to share it. Um, posted on this, all the social social media networks, and um, yeah, it'll be it'll be um, it'll be great. 
again, thank you all. So, and um, now before I jump into this main topic, the last thing I'm going to talk about is future shows. Now, normally here at the Breakbeat, I take a, a break in between, you know, I've been doing this every other Wednesday. You know, so my last show was two weeks ago. The next show is two weeks ago. Well, not in this case. Um, as I've said for about the past couple of weeks now, the the very next show I'm going to be doing is going to be about racism, passive racism and sexism in the otaku uh, nerd community, and that's going to take place on, I believe, which is what is uh, not October. Um, November seven, November sixth. I'm sorry. Um, so that's two weeks from now. But uh, in the aftermath of some comments and whatnot, that and some conversations that were had on my Facebook page, I kind of feel like before I can do that, I need to establish the the the, the definitions that will be used um, for that show. So because of that, next Wednesday. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll be an hour show or maybe an hour and a half, maybe even less than that. Um, I'm going to hold a special edition of the Breakbeat, and we're going to we're going to go over some definitions about things that you need to know in order to listen to the 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 the, the racism show on the otaku community um, in a few weeks. So, uh, to make sure you tune in next week, it'll more than likely be at eight o'clock on next Wednesday. Um don't hold me to that just yet. I'm going to I'm going to definitely um get into that once I finalize the 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 day and time. I will definitely uh make sure I get that out to you guys. Again, you can also um listen to my previous shows iTunes, Stitcher or on the Blog Talk Radio Network. <clears throat> and um yeah. So, um, one final note. I know I've said that like three times now. One final note. Um, I'm well aware that, you know, the vast majority of people don't really care for sports, don't care for athletics as a whole. They see it as a complete waste of time, and they believe that, you know, that we as a country worship or fetishize college sports and athletes as a whole. Now, there may be some truth to that. However, tonight is not really the night to be doing that. So, regardless, this, this, the subject is going to be, is going to pertain to the NCAA and whether athletes should be compensated. Um, so, if this is not an issue that you particularly care to, to listen to or to discuss openly, and I ask that you refrain from calling in or participating because I will uh, mute you and or block you if necessary. You know, just because you don't enjoy something doesn't mean you have to go troll and and announce your your dislike, okay? So tonight is not the night to, to, to talk about athlete worship or, or anything like that. We can we can handle that in another show. Um so that being said, I'm gonna bring on my homie right here. Uh like I say he's been my dog for a couple years now. Um he goes back and he is 
like myself, avid for, avid fan of sports, uh, huge New Orleans Saints fan, and actually just a fan of uh, sports, New Orleans sports in general. I'd like to welcome my boy Joma to the show. Your mic is live, homie. What's going on? Hey, man, what's good, MC Brooks? Uh, pleasure to be here. Everybody, hide your kids, hide your wife. The bad guy's in the building. <laughs> bad guy's here. All righty. <laughs> so, <laughs> all righty. So, like I said, I wanted to, I wanted to make, I wanted to bring, I wanted to bring Jay on so you know we could talk a little bit about um, uh, pay for play as far as college, college uh, athletics are concerned, and and this conversation will. Per- pertain primarily to football and to a lesser extent basketball just because those are two those are the two major sports that you know that that generate revenue for the NC NCAA now um college college athletics over the last couple of years have have gained an immense have have gained an immense um I have gained a ton of exposure and visibility as far as mainstream media is concerned. College sports are more popular now than they than they have been at almost any other point in history. Uh you 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 have you have people that are that are paying big money to be able to to view college sports, you know. Uh the NCAA struck a struck a deal with CBS worth millions um worth millions just just for TV revenue because they're making that much. In fact, last year the NC, of the seven of the 797 million dollars that the NCAA made, 702 of that aka 81% came from TV revenue. Actually, it's probably a little more than 81%. I got my number mixed up. But regardless, that's that's a pretty high percentage. The vast majority of the money that that it generated last year came straight from from TV ad revenue. So college sports are more popular than they have ever been at any point in history. Now, you know, generally, generally, when when you look at how systems are set up, you would think that the the the, the people who are who 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 aided in the the gaining of the exposure and the visibility of the program they would be the one to they would be the ones to benefit the most from it however that would be true for every other system except for the NCAA the NCAA for you know they 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 like to peddle this narrative where that college athletes are, are amateurs therefore because they're amateurs they don't deserve to be paid Therefore, we can get away with making millions off of these off of these kids while they go out and put their bodies on the line and, and are basically reduced to just kind of dealing with it. Now, the last over the last couple of years, this pay for play narrative has, has has started to gain some has started to gain some momentum, and you know. You almost can't go, you know, a, a college season without the the issue coming up, especially in regards to college superstars 
obtaining funds in their, you know, through their own means um, during the off season, which of course is against NCAA regulations. However, um, I lost my train of thought just that quickly. Oh, yeah, that's right. The pay for play is gaining momentum. Okay, got it. Pick myself up. <laughs> Um, it's been gaining. It's been gaining momentum, and and as I said, it, you you can't go a full season without hearing from it. Now, for the most part, it it would appear as if most people are pretty torn on this issue. You know, uh, the vast majority of coaches, athletic directors, NC people who work at the NCAA, or people who just who work for organizations that are involved in some way, shape, or form all basically peddle the same narrative that eh, we don't need to pay them. They're getting a free education. They're good, which obviously I find to be BS. But this this topic is, is, has been gaining a lot of momentum, and, and you know, we're hoping to, 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 to change that one day so that these cosplayers can be compensated. But before we can even get to that, we have to, you know, we have to come to a conclusion as to whether they deserve to be compensated in the first place. Personally, I feel like they do. Joma, how do you feel about that? Do you think college players need to be compensated? Absolutely, absolutely, from top to bottom, um, especially the, uh, the the lower funded programs, you know, the lacrosse of the world, the track and field, the baseball players. You know who you never hear about, um, who who benefit in other ways from these powerhouse basketball, football programs, but just they don't they don't benefit outside of the fact that these these powerhouse programs bring in so much so much money. Uh, but uh, you know, not much is really said after the fact after they graduate college and and, and are not playing a professional sport of some sort. Uh, even the ones that do play professional sports, I mean, they uh, they should definitely get compensated for for their efforts in you know bringing in all this revenue for these for these programs. You know, uh, thing we were talking about it earlier, how uh, you know people who who are elite athletes, so to speak, uh, that that are playing collegiate sports right now. You know. Um, those are the ones that are really raking in the money. You know, uh, some of them even have endorsement of some sort. And, you know, uh, the, the other thing, too, you know, as far as uh, getting benefits, you know, benefits such as free materials, uh, free, um, you know, somewhat subliminal endorsements that are not so subliminal, you know, all of these things that factor into a college athlete, being a college athlete, you know, um, don't live the normal student life. So that's kind of that kind of ties into the whole notion of you know the fact that they get a free education should be enough. That's that's garbage to me because these are not normal students. You know these these students are in the limelight a lot. You know what I mean. So uh, I feel like they should be compensated for that for sure. I, I agree a hundred a hundred and ten percent. But you know I, I, as I'm sure you've heard. Uh, a bunch because I'm pretty sure you probably you watch ESPN and you you know you listen to as much sports radio as I probably do also one of the big thing the things that people love to one of the, the bigger the biggest reasons is the free education uh, aspect of it 
now, you know, because and their favorite narrative to peddle is, you know, hey, college is expensive. These guys get to go for free. Why isn't that good enough? Why do you think, now, what would you say is an adequate response to this, this idea that, you know, a free education should be good enough? Well, I was reading an article. Um, I think we were both reading a similar article where uh, the writer, you know, basically uh, he summed it up pretty well in my opinion. Um, you know, let's say you, you go apply for a college job. You know, you want to be an athletic director at a major institution. You know, what what if you ever went to an interview to be the athletic director and they said, uh, yeah, you don't get a salary here. <laughs> you get free room and board <laughs> You know what I mean? It's, it, it would be it would be absurd. You know, you get free room and board. You don't get a, a signing bonus. You don't get a salary. You know, wait, what? What am I applying for then? You know what I mean? It, it kind of is the same thing as far as far as the compensation aspect goes. You know, you get a free education. Yeah, okay. Do you really have to play sports in order to get a free education? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And those who are getting a free education that don't play sports, I mean, they're not bringing in the amount of revenue that these athletes are on a yearly basis every single year. It just, it just doesn't work that way. So, yes, you should be able to compensate these players. And, you know, uh, the other thing, too, the NCAA is also making a profit off of players who have recently graduated you know, from their from their respective colleges. And if you're an athlete and you you got drafted, or you know, you're a year away from college ball, you know, some some companies are still making money off of you. You know, if they want to use you to uh, to to advertise their their program, you know, I think that's wrong. <laughs> I think that's absolutely wrong. For the sake of going into a job interview, and and you know, expecting a salary and a signing bonus and, and you know, being being told, no, you don't get a signing bonus here. What is this? You know, you don't get a, <laughs> what, is, what is that? You know, nobody wants that. So why should students have to be subjected to that too? I don't see the point. I I, I agree. And you know what? And, and, and part of the reason I've always felt this, 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 the argument from, uh, the free education um, or the free education excuses BS is because, well, for one, free educa- education is not money. You know, you can't you can't go to Seven Eleven when you're hungry and just pick a whole bunch of stuff up and be like, up oh, here's some free education. Thanks. You know that that doesn't help you pay. Doesn't doesn't it's not money. Doesn't help you sustain a living, especially not while. You're in college and, you know, what you're being asked to do while you're there, you know, as far as, you know, early morning, you know, having to deal with two-a-day practices, you know, morning and afternoon, workouts, you know, team meetings, and class on top of that. You know, considering what you're being asked to do, you don't, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't get the chance to really sustain yourself. You know, they're doing more than with the average with the average student at any uh, college university is being asked to do, you know. And the fact of the matter is, I was reading an article by Bomani Jones earlier, who said that, you know, part of the reason that 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 these guys, 
you know, deserve it. And part of the reason that they get such big contracts when they when they make it out of college and if they go play at the next level is because they've already put in the work. You know, if you think back to, you know, in high school, what are most high school what are most high school kids doing, you know, after they get off of school? You know, they 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 go home, they play some video games, they may hit a mall, you know, go chat it up with some girls, something. A lot of, for a lot of athletes, it starts there because they have to they have to maintain a workout regimen. They have to be on the diet. They, there are certain things that that even they may be asked to miss out on uh, that that other high school students don't have to just because they they know that they have to be in their best shape in order to go out and perform, whether it's you know on the football field, uh, on the basketball court, on the baseball diamond. You know, or wherever, and it, it starts there. The, you know, for them, it start it starts there, and for some, even earlier. So by the time that you know they get to college, you know they 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 they've already they've already had to they've already put in a whole a whole bunch of work. You know, because um, you what we have to do is we have to not look at these athletes so much as student athletes, but kind of look at them as employees. Because they they have specific skill sets, and their specific skill sets are 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 bringing in large amounts of revenue to these to these universities, and they happen to be good at it, very good at what they do. Otherwise, they wouldn't be out there performing and generating such large amounts of revenue. So, if you, if you take the student aspect out of it. And just look at them as employees, you know they generate lots of income they're they're generating lots for for a specific skill set that they've been working on since since they were younger and it's really not fair that you know you know that they're they're putting their bodies on the line they're 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 putting you know their 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 you know their health on the line and yet they don't get anything out of it other than free education, which doesn't really do a whole lot, you know. Yeah, I agree. And just to give just to give the listeners an idea of how much money some of these powerhouse programs get, uh, the University of Kentucky's basketball program got seven million dollars. Uh, well, they spent seven million dollars to build a dormitory. Solely for their men's basketball team. This is not a, a residence hall for a regular student or the football program or the soccer team or any of that stuff. It's a men's basketball program, seven million dollar dorm with uh, with with a with personal stuff in each dorm room. Where else are you gonna find that? I mean, what would you think if you if you were at Dell State? You know, back when you were at Dell State. And you know your dorm had a personal chef in it. Would you really want to pay for that? Hell or, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you know that that's well, how much money these people are getting. You know they, well they can do stuff like that. I agree. Yeah. It's just it's 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 just it's just it's crazy because if you think you think you 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 look at almost any other model and any other 
type of work environment and you try to figure out where can you find a legal system where all the workers or where you have people doing work generating lots of revenue for other people but get absolutely none of it for themselves you know where and what and what other model does that work or is that legal or is that acceptable nowhere you don't find no. that you don't find that in you don't find that anywhere else or not legally at least not legally not in america but in other countries maybe third world countries some first world countries you know you may find a similar model where you have staff that does all this work for nothing. You know, what do they call that in other countries? I mean, they call it work in other countries, but what would we call it? You know, would we call it work or would we call it slavery? I mean, what would we call it? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, We have a caller on the line, actually. 323, what's going on? What up? It's Vita. What's going on, Vita? Let's listen to the discussion, and I uh, wanted to add my two cents as a person who knows very little about sports, but I went to USC, one of, like one of the big football schools. At the time I went, it was when uh, Matt Liner and Reggie Bush were like all the rage and all that good stuff. So <clears throat> I have a certain perspective on sports coming from a student who is not an athlete, and I'd like to share that perspective if that's okay. Share away. Go for it. <laughs> well, <laughs> my issue, <laughs> I don't know, I might get some enemies after this, but um, my issue isn't so much whether or not athletes should get paid. Cause I, I actually student athletes should get paid or, you know, all that. I actually think they shouldn't, but not because I don't think they uh don't work hard and that they definitely don't deserve it. I think the I think college sports is a problem, especially in the way it is right now with football. I think the issue is the NCAA. I think the issue is the fact that we have made college sports basically another just uh, just like the NFL for the most part, as far as how we promote it and you know and it, uh, getting revenue. I don't understand how how these football teams are generating so much revenue for the school. Why are these tuition prices going still going up and they're still extremely high? USC when I was there was forty thousand a year, and I don't even know what it is now. I don't even know what some of the other schools are now. I'm sure many of them have also increased, but yet these schools are supposedly generating all this money, and yet you know we're still paying out the ass. So I'm just I'm just saying I think the issue is more so the fact that we have put college sports in the in this position in the first place. Student athletes should be able to be students first and athletes second while they're at school. And I think also I understand people are using it as a way to you know uh, build a career into the into NFL football into professional football. But it, I seem like it would be more efficient for there to be an actual like a minor league or something else as opposed to relying on trying to get students who should be students uh, to be these professional athletes. And that's my perspective. Yeah, okay. Um, I agree with you on the, the league thing, but uh, the, that, the, NCAA, the NCAA, that's, that's how they're treating, that's how they, they, that's how they treat um, college football. They, 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 have, they, treat the, they treat college football as, um, they're treating it as a minor league because they're they refer to these student athletes as 
um, amateurs. So they're basically they're, they're, that's damn it. I lost my train of thought again. Okay, I'm a backtrack. I'm a backtrack. I'm a backtrack up. Backtrack up and uh, go back to the first <laughs> point you made. Yeah, that. Um, okay. Well, I feel like part of the reason that college sports or, or sports in general generate generate so much income is because you know, well, it's entertainment. People like it, you know. And I think, and, and it's one of the few things I feel like lots it, that lots of people across all barriers can come together and enjoy. And the fact that I'm not really sure when this started, but people want, are willing to spend money to be entertained by it. So because, you know, all these people, because all these people are willing to be entertained by it, people who have put these leagues together and own these teams are able to, well, generate lots of, cash off of it because it's it's something that is of of huge interest to a large amount of people and when it generates you know the more money it generates um the more you know the more popular it becomes the more that they end up making and and are able to put in their own pockets even though a lot of the money that these college uh college programs is supposed to be going to the school um, I don't have the numbers for USC, but I do have the numbers for a couple of a couple other uh, like huge college programs, um, like University of Texas. Their their college football program made 104, or they're worth 104.5 million dollars. And actually, their athletic department as a whole is worth 163.3 million. Tuition is only, but tuition there is. 25k for in-state and anywhere from 38 to 52k kind of depending on what your major is for out of state and if you go down the line because the the other nine like uh, rich uh, top schools who profit off uh, college football specifically all you know generate any generated between or they're worth between 63 and 85 million dollars and all their tuition is roughly the same somewhere between 20 20 to 20 to 27k for in state for out of state it's usually around like 36 to 44k to sale yeah something like that yeah generally speaking but um, I don't disagree. You know, that there's, there's, you know, I, I guess you could argue that there's, there's a bit of an overemphasis on college sports. But there's, you know, at the other, at the same time, I understand because, like I said, it's, it's one thing that you know large amounts of people are interested in. So because large amounts of people are interested in it, people, but, but, you know, people are willing to pay for it. But you that's know, the problem, that's, right? I mean, we're saying, I hear what you're saying. It's a very capitalist point of view, right? It was, people are paying for it. It's generating revenue. Um, and it's going to basically increase and has been increasing. But that's been the problem. We can't say on one hand that, um, well, this is the exploitation of these athletes is a problem. Then on the other hand, say, well, the profits are, are extremely important as well. And I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm just saying that's kind of the dichotomy we have, right? So we're exploiting these student athletes. We're making profit off of them. They're not getting paid. Meanwhile, we have a system that's making so much money 
to the point where, I mean, in fact, I was just looking at an infographic, um, and I'm going to, I can post it in the chat room for you. It says, you know, it basically points out who the highest paid state employees are in the country. And the majority of them in the country are football coaches as well as well, football oh, yeah. coaches and basketball coaches. And even uh, a college president is, in, is uh, for Alaska. But for the most part, it's football coaches and basketball coaches. And that's, that's, that's a little troubling. I mean, in my opinion, that's a little troubling because now you have these people who, not even the professors, not even, some of these places, not even the president of the university. You're talking about coaches, of all the coaches. So that's a bit, I don't know, that to me is, that's kind of a problem. And I think the bit, that's why when the discussion goes to should athletes get paid or not, I'm afraid that it ignores the larger issue of the system itself and whether or not that should even exist in the way it does. And the problem is I don't think it's going to discontinue too much money and too many profits for too many advertisers, for too many coaches, for too many universities. So that's my I agree with I agree with that. Yo, Jay, you want to add on? Add in? Yeah, I think that we all agree that there's a problem uh, with with the way the system is now. But I want to I want to pick Vita's brain a bit if I if she doesn't mind. Um, <laughs> what, what would be what would be the solution? <laughs> what would be the solution? Like how would how would you fix it? That's a good question. I have no clue. I don't know nothing about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's that's kind of what I'm saying, though, right? It's like I also don't believe it's going to stop. I think it's going to be a problem. It's going to continue to be a problem. The real solution is to make college sports college sports and leave it at that. Pull out some of these advertisers, you know, have them up, but that's not going to end because, like I said, there's too many industries too involved. You have the sports industry involved, the media industry. I mean, you talking about ESPN, they make plenty of money off of college sports, you know? So I don't see that. I don't, I don't know how we can just continue without damaging all those other systems um, that are definitely not going to be happy about losing profits, and they're not going to. So is it possible? I don't know. I think we've kind of created a monster. Oh, we did create a monster, or at least whoever whoever invented this system did. Or whoever let perpetual – I mean, I think the system probably existed, or the ability to do this stuff has existed. I just think it increased once they realized how much money was to be made off of it, and you don't have to pay the athletes. So you just saved a whole bunch of money right there. Exactly, and and that's that's why a lot of people don't think that well athletes are going to get any type of compensation, in any in any way, shape, or form. Because well, I'm not I'm not because uh, for me, compensation as far as athletes are concerned doesn't have to strictly be monetary. It could you know it, it could come in some other some other form as well. But mm-hmm. I, I don't look at some I don't look at these student athletes as students just because they don't they're they're more so employees than anything at least at at, at this point because of the de-emphasis, the de-emphasis on the education aspect and the emphasis on their own sport on you know being the best athlete they can that's mm-hmm. more of why I I advocate for for them to to receive some sort of compensation Yeah I mean I I can agree with that I mean I, I will say this Having been to USC, I can tell you a lot of, you're right. I mean, the student aspect of it is kind of eliminated. When it comes to certain sports, um, some of the other sports are very different. Um, but then how do you create equity when there are also other sports on that university campus? So you're right. saying you're compensating 
the football team, but what about all the volleyball players who work, who work, who volleyball is their life to go to a certain school? At USC, the volleyball team is one of the best. The water polo team is one of the best, and that's their life. But they don't get right. compensated, and they don't. They oh, don't no, no, no. Grants. They don't. Yeah. I was going to say, well, I'm advocating for all, not just the football. I'm talking primarily about the football because, you know, the amount of revenue that they generate. But I'm speaking for all for all athletes to receive yeah, some saying, sort of. Do you think that most universities would do that, though? I mean, it's, I mean that's, that's even Oh, hell no. That that's why they spend. want the system to stay yeah. the way it is. <laughs> Right. I mean, that's the thing. That's more money that they're going to have to spend. I mean, and I remember I had to sit in on this training for tutors, um, people who were playing the tutor athletes. And they have, by the way, because at USC, I guess they have their own specialized tutoring people that they have to go to. Because a lot of, I mean, I'll tell you right now, the football team at USC, a lot of them are not that bright. I mean, not to be an asshole. Oh, agree. And that's a problem. <laughs> and that's a problem in itself. The fact that a lot of the a lot of these student athletes wouldn't be able to get in as students. To these places, they're oh, getting in I, I, primarily, I, primarily for their I, athletic ability and not much else. Let me tell you, I was a sociology major, and a lot of football players take sociology. I don't know why. I don't know the system as to why they would take that <laughs> class, but take those classes. But there was a lot of football players in my, in my sociology classes, and they all sit in the back of the class. Not all of them. There were I, I can name two. I'm not going to name them on the air, but there are two that I worked with in classes that were really dope amazing, smart, and they, but football also wasn't their life. Like, that wasn't that they used to go to school. Whereas the other ones who were a little bit more serious, they about football, they weren't that great in the classroom. The teacher would call on them. They, I mean, literally, I remember a specific instance where dude literally said, oh, well, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, well, you know, you got to read the book, and then when you read the book, you know, that's what it said. What? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what they would say. Now, imagine, but imagine me being a student sitting there, and I just had to, you know, I'm working four jobs, full-time, and I'm sitting there trying to learn, and in the in the back of the class, there's this person who doesn't even really give a shit about the material that we're supposed to go over. So I, that's, that's, that's another feeling that, you know, maybe I have a little bit of it. I have, I don't even lie, I have a big chip on my shoulder about that, because they take up spaces in these classrooms that other students who really want these classes need, you know what I mean? And they take up these spaces and they don't do anything with it. It's kind of a waste of their time and the university's, in my opinion, if hey, these aren't, if that's not what they're there to do. That's exactly, and that's part. That's part of my point that you know, if you if if we remove if we remove them as I guess as students and tre- if they get treated more so like employees, then you remove that that problem right there. The fact that that's they're taking true. up space for for stuff that they themselves may not even be interested in, but have to go along with because of how college sports works and the fact that they are student athletes. That's true. That's a very good point. Okay. I have another caller here. I don't have a phone number. Uh, what's going on, CPL? Yeah, hey, that's me. Um, <clears throat> are you guys actually – I tuned in a little late, so I didn't catch the full – story of what you guys are talking about, but are you guys talking about being in favor in paying college athletes? Yes, sir. Okay. So I work in an athletics department at a Division One institution. I'm not going to say which one. However, <clears throat> I want to let you guys know that these athletes should not be being paid, and I'm going to tell you a couple reasons why. All right? So, number one, we pay these athletes in return with scholarships. 
so one of the options is we can actually cut all athletic scholarships for specific individuals, and then we can offer them some type of monetary value. So they would have the option, would that money then go towards their education, or is that money for free will spending? So think about it in the big picture right now. Why do these athletes want the money? Do they want the money for their education, or do they want it for spending money? Sometimes they need to eat and buy clothes, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Hold on, yeah, hold, on hold on, I'm just saying, hold on. I'm just saying, I know. sometimes, sometimes I know, ma'am. Yeah. Ma'am. Like, if you get I'm, hungry, and, I'm, and, this, and keep in mind, I actually am, I was not in favor of paying athletes, just to let you know that. But I didn't, that point that you made, I just seemed a little, I don't know, okay. I, I, it's kind of running the wrong way. Because I feel like you can't eliminate the fact that a lot of these people who go to these universities are poor, and they go to these schools and they get the scholarships. They can't make that kind of decision. That's really an unfair position to put, especially low-income. I understand that. However, allow me to continue. Athletes receive paid-for meals, whether they are paid by the school to be eaten at the dormitory, the dining hall, or almost all Division I football and basketball programs will feed the athletes through catered meals. A lot of the meals come through with that's, the scholarship. That's, no, that's not always true. I mean, you get a certain amount. I do know that. You do get a certain yeah. amount, but then what happens is it's over. Right. If you live in a place like L.A. where it's really expensive, that's another thing you have to include, right? I'm just, breakfast, I'm not saying. Breakfast okay, is not covered for student athletes. That will be covered with their typical room and board because as a freshman, when they come in, the room and board requires them to purchase a meal plan. However, the athletes will purchase the lowest meal plan because breakfast will not be provided. Lunch is provided and dinner is catered. They will have an option to eat dinner, which will come from their scholarship. Okay. Now, the athletes are supplied with full clothing orders before the year, and this is what a lot of people don't understand. A lot of these underprivileged college athletes apply for a thing called a Pell Grant, which is very similar to a financial aid loan, but it does not need to be paid back. So you have athletes that are receiving athletic scholarships, then you have athletes that are actually receiving money from the government through the Pell Grant from being an underprivileged student. And when they get that, that money does not need to be paid back. That is very commonly how we see these athletes driving fancy SUVs, wearing all these fancy clothes, claiming that they need to be paid. Well, the reason they get it, and it's not an NCAA violation is because they're receiving these Pell Grants from the government that are paying for tuition. But since they are on an athletic scholarship, they still qualify for it because they're underprivileged. That is where athletes are getting their spending money. That is why these underprivileged athletes do not need to get paid. And the general public does not know that these athletes have their meals catered to them, have their meals paid, clothing orders paid, clothing given, if clothing rips, they go to the equipment department or the equipment managers and receive new clothing. Football players, okay, at all D1 universities, most of them will receive new gloves, new shoes, new socks, new compression shorts for every single game. People don't understand that. They think that these athletes are wearing the same shoe every single day. Athletes are given multiple pairs of shoes for practice, multiple pairs of shoes for games, multiple pairs of shoes to wear around because 
they are given this stuff to show that they are an athlete of the university. Now, the athletic program is the one bringing in the money. 60% of all money brought in by a Division I university comes from football alone. So, are you going to pay football players more than other players, more than other teams? Are you going to start paying positional players more money than certain positions? Now, this is another argument that we have. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I have a question. Have a question. Yes. All football players or actual athletes, does someone have the show echo? on? But, yeah, there's, there's, there's an all, echo. Yeah, but my, my question is, do all football, since you seem to, since you seem to know so much about this stuff, and that's why I'm asking you, do all football players get a full scholarship? No. Because what you're, what you're describing sounds like full scholarships to me. That doesn't really sound like yeah. some of the partial scholarships that, you know, or some no scholarships. Most, so that's, most football and basketball players are going to be on full scholarship. Very few of them are on partial scholarship. Typically, other sports such as baseball, soccer, tennis, swimming, that's where you're going to see more of your half scholarships. However, the argument is a lot of people think that the starters practice against other starters. You have a set practice squad in college football just like you have in the NFL. Those are the players that are going up against your starters in practice. It's your scout team. So if you're looking to actually pay athletes based on how they perform and how much they practice based on the sport that brings in the most revenue, the people that actually should be making the most money are the scout team players for football. Now, do you pay a quarterback more than a lineman? Do you pay a linebacker more than a punter? Or do they all receive the same amount of money? Now, one of the other main reasons why the college athletes will never get paid is because when you hear college or NCAA athletes, typically everyone is going to think of Division I schools, such as you know your big schools, Florida, Texas, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, right. USC, UCLA. Keep in mind that your Division II state schools that are fully funded by the state and your private Division three school, which are all your liberal arts schools, are fully funded just from their liberal arts programs. Now, they all classify as NCAA athletes. So you would also need to pay Division three and Division two players, but they're going to be at schools that aren't bringing in the same amount of revenue to be able to offer these players the same amount of money. How much do they get from Pell Grant to buy food? It all depends. There's yeah, Marissa just posted that in the chat that it, it, it depends. It de- she, she just posted the amount you get depends on your financial need, cost of attendance, and your status as full or part-time. Right, and that the Pell Grants don't take into effect any type of athletic scholarship. So, for example, there was a big controversy at Mississippi State the other year with athletes receiving Pell Grants. So that's cash money that these athletes were able to spend. It didn't go as a violation against Mississippi State, but the athletes were using these Pell Grants, which then in return were giving these athletes monetary money to spend. And 
And there's a lot that is going into this whole controversy with individuals being similar in video games, right? right. However, yeah, the the O'Bannon case, right. And so you can say that the athlete, this is his height and weight, you know, this looks somewhat like him, but in the video game, they've purposely made athletes not to look like how they are in real life. What they do is they enter their general demographical information, their height, their weight, and their number. However, if you're redshirted, you actually get excluded from the video game during your redshirt year and the following year after your redshirt, typically. But besides that, there's no connection to the video game. This actually just comes down to a bunch of athletes thinking that they found a loophole in the system, thinking that they're able to get money. This is not what we want to come of the NCAA. This is not a business in terms of the players. The players play for fun. They play for the respect of the game, and they play for the honor that they receive from coaches to represent a university. Okay, that's bull. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can't sorry. buy that. I don't buy that's, that at all. And why not? We're, we're athletes. Well, well are, no, we're they athletes should. Paying, oh, were they getting paid 20, 30 years it, ago? Listen, listen, listen. Hold on. Should it be what described? Yes, it should be that. It should be about the love of the game and respect and representing your school. But that has been completely lost by the fact that, like you said, there's a video game that's all over ESP, and they have, they're selling jerseys with people's numbers, and we know what those numbers are. So I'm, what I'm trying to say is that's bull to say that oh, that's why they play. No, a lot of them are trying to get an actual professional career out of it from playing Damn. football. A lot of them, so it's not, exactly. So they don't have any other ways to pay for school otherwise also. Why is this different now than it was 50 years ago when we were still selling jerseys, when the athletes still were not getting paid? Mean, why is it different? I'm sorry. You said why is it from 50 years ago? 50 years ago, was, was were there video games of – Athlete of, of college football team 50 years ago was forget it about nearly the video as perpetuated. Well, forget about the video game. Was it nearly as big as it is now 50 years ago, college football and college basketball? Not as many teams, but is it just as big? Yes, it is. It's impossible for it to be just as yes, big. Yes, it is. There weren't even that many media outlets back then. What are you talking about? But where, where are all these main media markets going? To the conference, right? Where's the conference giving their money to the school? Fifty years ago, like what? Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What did you say? Your athletes still didn't get paid back in the day. What happened to individuals such as Des Bryant or other individuals that collected money that now were suspended, lost their eligibility to play college football, lost their opportunity? to make the dollar that every individual is apparently trying to fight for, but now it's going to be okay. So people in the past have lost eligibility over receiving money, but if they receive it now, that's what we want. Like I said, I'm not even for athletes getting paid, but I'm I'm not really riding with you on this because you're especially when you're trying to make a comparison between now and 50 years ago. When, and, and Marissa just made this point uh, in the chat room. Thank you, Marissa. The 50 years ago, it wasn't a multi-million dollar revenue generator like it is now. Exactly. So how can you, I use, I how can use you make 50 a as an oddball to create a little excitement so that you can see the times have changed, right? But the football game is still the same. It's still that the, they're still making money. The athletes are still not going to be get, getting paid. 
What? The athletes. Huh? The athletes will never get paid. Ever. Okay. Okay. And like I said, I'm not even arguing for that. But sometimes I think some of the points you're making to make your point aren't fully accurate. That's what, like, like when you make a oh, comparison. Oh, so the Pell Grant that you just, had to go look no, 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 up, no, not, not accurate? Making, no, not on that. I'm not, I'm not as far as the that. game I'm, being the same 50 years ago as it is now, yeah. before, Again, the, before I all I of these media outlets, before. show that over the times, the athletes are still playing the game. The athletes you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, however many years ago, did not get paid. The reason all these athletes want money now is because there's more money out there. They think that they have an opportunity to get their hand out on it, and they don't. The athletes do not deserve to get paid. There's more that goes into the program than just the athletes. But everyone else does? And what other and what other envi- and what other work environment is that acceptable where everyone can make money off the people doing the actual work except the workers? This is college though. They're students. They're here to get an education. The main goal is for them not to play football. If they want to play football, a lot of those guys football, are brought there primarily for for sports because a lot of those guys don't academically wouldn't be able to get into a lot of these programs that they're in now. First of all, most they're of them don't primarily have, for the athletics. Most of them don't even really have the academics to even get into a university to begin with. So that, that's my point. Because what happens is you get a lot of inner city schools purposely fudging grades for these athletes to be able to go to college. Now, why should an athlete who doesn't have a chance to really do anything, but only if he plays football, go to a university. Take up an academic spot for someone that does. That's the greedy assholes that we see in this college program wanting to get paid. Okay. Um, I'm, I guess I'm, ha- I'm struggling a little bit because I'm, I'm not really sure what you're – I mean, I hear what you're saying, but it's kind of a struggle for me because I'm trying to figure out – why you're saying that athletes, I mean, I get athletes shouldn't be paid. Like I said, I should agree on that point. But you're basically making an argument for everyone else to get paid off of these athletes. And that's where right. I'm not fighting with you. Because that was my initial problem is the way the, the, way the, uh, the, the game has been basically, uh, well, these youth have been basically exploited. That, to me, is my issue, the system itself. The way college sports has become a multi-million dollar generator, revenue generator, that's an issue for me. But the fact that most of the sports, uh, the highest paid state employee in, across the nation is a, is a football or basketball coach, that's an issue for me. But what you're saying is a little bit different. That's like you're saying that these other industries should go ahead and continue to make their money off of them because, hey, these athletes are getting to go to school. So I'm not really sure. I, I can't really ride with that part of what it feels like you're saying. Think of it as Think of it in terms of no longer athletics, but in terms of research. We have students coming to universities to do research. The faculty make money from the university off of that research. Are we paying those students extra money? They work for an hourly wage to have a job. That's kind of a false equivalency, no? I mean, we're not talking about... Uh, people who are making money for research. I mean, even then, it's not like that's even that's not necessarily I'm using a multi-billion-dollar. Not like, related even, to athletics. And first of all, Marissa, there are no, their research. Uh, 
wait, 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 wait. What other industries outside of that university or even outside of that professor are making millions and millions of dollars off of that research? Most first of them are not. First so off, not, I would like to ask whereas Melissa. Football, whereas with football, all these other industries are also making money off of these players and the work that they do. That's a little bit different. That's, you can't really, that's a very false equivalency. I hear what you're saying. You're just focusing on the university right. side of the Hold on, hold I on. I've got, Mar- I've got Marissa on the line right now. All right, I just, I think... Marissa, first off, just to clarify, research research assistants are on a stipend from the university. Okay, but you... you, Hold on, I was a research assistant paid. I was a research assistant for school social work at USC. I was paid. I don't know what you're talking about. Right, but you were on on some type of stipend from the university. Because that was on side of being a student, Correct. A stipend is a form of payment. Right. But typically as researchers, shut up. You guys probably didn't even go to college. I think you should, you should probably hang up now. You should hang yeah, up. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop this call now. I'm sorry. Son, son lost me right there. When your, your, when, your argument, when your argument resorts to shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You didn't go to college. Uh, my BA in communication says otherwise. But all right, I didn't go to college. How salty can you be? But like, right. really? Wow. Because we don't. This is a show, right? I could have sworn to the radio show where we have discussions. I didn't know people were going to get angry. Exactly. About opinion. I mean, it's okay to disagree. It's okay to disagree, but <laughs> Jesus. I'd like to kind of go back to his point about 50 years ago and how athletics has morphed. And I think that the key point within all of that is that it has morphed into a business. And at this right. point, we now have a very important segment of that business. What makes right. that business, the athletes on the court or on the field or in the pool, that without them, there would be nothing. Nothing at all. So to say, exactly to generalize and say that every athlete gets a, a scholarship is untrue. To say that if they did uh, even receive a partial scholarship, or if they do apply for and get a Pell Grant, which a Pell Grant the maximum is fifty six hundred dollars for the year. That's I mean well below poverty wage. So in fact, that's a third of the exactly. Poverty. That, and that was actually a point I was gonna I was gonna try to ask him next before he decided to get rude, which was a report that was published recently that had the vast majority of students at some of these big name universities that are that are live that you know are making thousands to millions of dollars off of these athletes. The vast majority of them are living below the federal poverty line, whether they're on campus or off campus. Yeah, I think for me, for me, what it comes down to is whether or not somebody should get paid really comes down to the contribution that they make to generate that revenue. And if they are, you know, if they're on the bench and they're not doing anything, then maybe that's a position that doesn't merit the same kind of uh, return as, right. as a starter who is, making that game worth watching. So, yes, there would be varying skills, just as there are in any other workforce or industry. 
you know. And a, a, exactly. A secretary does not make as much as the engineer because the contribution to the overall product isn't as great. That's not to say that they're not necessary, but there's a difference in the level of contribution there. And I think ultimately what's happening is, especially with that guy's argument, is is an essential lockout. We don't want you to have a piece of the pie because our pie is delicious. It, it, pretty much, everyone like like Vita mentioned. Vita mentioned earlier. The, the fact that some of these college coach some of these college coaches their annual salary is is way above what it is generally in in their given area like um you know there are several college coaches Nick Saban makes he makes annually i think like 5.3 million as his salary oh, i believe million a year. he made 8 million what, a year. what was it 8 that was 8 million yep 8 million wow 8 million $8 million and Matter of fact, it might be more than that because Les Miles, uh, head coach of LSU, he makes about eight million bucks. I know Saban makes more than him, so it's definitely more than eight million for Saban. I, I also think that, and Vita touched on this. I also think that the whole argument uh, kind of backfires in the opposing side's face. Some of these athletes wouldn't even be able to carry their grades. They wouldn't even be get, accepted into the school. And what that You're right. Is, it's that they're not, they were not recruited to receive an education. They were recruited right. for a specific job that generates revenue. Exactly. Right, and that's, yes. right, and that's my whole, that, that's, that's pretty much been my whole point. The fact that they're not, a lot of those guys are not there for an education. They weren't recruited to go there for an education. I know a lot right. of the folk, people that I went to high school with, and my and my people in my high school come to my high went to my high school just for you either went to my high school for sports or you played in the band, or you were rich. It was one of those three, and the vast majority <laughs> played sports. And I can I I know the vast majority of them for, uh, for all the colleges that they that they all got into, they didn't go for academics. A lot of them missed days just for high school games. Yeah. Or practice, or whatever, whatever they had to miss for in relation to whatever sport they played. Yeah, and that and that argument of oh well, they receive new shoes every day, they get a meal before the game. That's like telling me, you know, well, we're not going to give you a paycheck today because you have a laptop at your desk to do your job. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. Like, we're we're not going to pay you so you can feed yourself, but here's a Snickers bar. Enjoy. <laughs> But you know what? I mean, like I said, what's funny is I wasn't even in full disagreement about the athletes not getting paid. It was like his reasoning is what made me upset. Because I, I was like, what? whoa, what? Like, it almost sounded <laughs> as though he was – I mean, it, it, it was like he was angry at students for wanting to be paid. Like, he was like, they just want to make – they nope. just want to get money. Well, that's, isn't that what the fuck everybody else is doing too? They just want to make right. money. But when they <laughs> – I mean, so, so when some of the people who are doing the work are like, hey – I should be paid. He's like, whoa, no, hold up. Like, I just didn't hold get, up. I get his logic. And that's what bothered me. Because even if I'm on the same side as you, if your logic is effed up, it makes it hard for me to be like, to ride with you. I can't. Well, also, right. his, facts, his facts were inaccurate. And there was a lot of uh, presumptions being made to say that because they receive a Pell Grant, it's how they're driving a fancy SUV. It's completely inaccurate. If he were to take that a step further into a more 
realistic direction and say that some of these athletes are driving fancy SUVs because, you know, the Founders Club or coaches or the athletics department is pulling in favors on the side to appease star athletes, then I might right. have been a little bit more open to discussing that. But to say that on $5,600 a year, you're driving a fancy SUV, is just a completely inaccurate fact by the math alone. Right.
I do agree that there is a case. But I think that was kind of my other issue. I feel like he was being more dismissive of the other argument without really seeing the other side, you know. But when you, like you said, it's propaganda. I say resentment, but you say propaganda. I'm with that, too. I'll roll with it. (laughs) Well, it just, it sounded like, you know, uh, a regurgitation of justifications that have been made on the other side of the fence. Right. Not, but with everything he said is everything that's been said by people who work at all levels of the NCAA for years about why guys shouldn't be paid. Like he yeah. he, he sounded like almost computer like because I've heard everything everything he said was something that's been heard before as to why guys shouldn't shouldn't be getting paid. I even looked up like I even looked in getting ready for the show. I looked up a couple of different. You know, uh, a couple different arguments from different guys trying to see, okay, you know, where the people who actually work out and who are former coaches and people who work at the NCAA actually have to say. And they all said exactly what he said. These students are doing this. They don't deserve to get paid. How do you decide who gets what? And at the end of it, they basically were just like, well, you know what? We're just cool with everything as it is. Therefore, they don't need to get paid. Well, let's even take it back to the root of, of the issue and talk about why uh, sports teams or athletics programs exist in college anyway. And, and the reality is that those sports teams are there to promote the school and put the school on the map. They don't really serve any other, any other purpose unless you wanted to argue an avenue to pro sports, which is also sort of sort of being bypassed with professional sports recruiting at high school levels now. So that that sports team is there to literally market that university or college. Exactly. That was one thing I mentioned earlier. That's why many universities, if they can, even if they can't really afford a football program, they they try to hold on to it for visibility purposes. It's 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 a promotion of the school itself. Or serves to promote the school itself. You know, that guy made a pretty bad argument about the video game thing, too, now that I think about it. He was mentioning something to the effect of how uh, they change players' uh, physical features. They take the general demographics and switch them around. Well, when they when they put the cover guy on the video game, they don't change anything. They, yeah, it's the same guy. Person. I actually like Vita's response. You're like, you know what that number means? <laughs> but in his yeah. statement, exactly. about, you know, his statement that stood out to me the most is that's just the players thinking they found a loophole to get the money. And really it seems the reverse of that. It seems like not putting the actual likeness of their face but using all other attributes, including specific height, weight, uh statistics and the numbers that they are recognized for is a loophole on the video games part to not pay that celebrity status that is pushing the popularity of their game. Exactly. You know, basically all these all these universities and, 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 and the people at EA were able to, you know, make a couple billion dollars year after year without, again, having to give players anything while being able to take their likeness and profit off of it. 
And I'm I'm not a video gamer specifically. I'm not a sports video gamer. But I, the question I would ask is: Is there any compensation to the college or university? Like on these video games, are they called University of Florida? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, the exact names. Last time I haven't played an NCAA game since I think twelve came out. But on, on the game, on the game. Um, they have exact school names, so it's a it's a like University of Oregon Ducks, you know, or USC Trojans. And then when it comes to the actual players, most of the players didn't like they were they weren't named, or at least in the copy I had, they weren't they didn't have named. But if the guy in real life wore number seven, guy on the on the game wore number seven, you know, seven. and you know if the if the wide receiver was a six foot four uh, black guy. To be the same thing on the game. So, uh, so it was everything but names. They didn't I'm, put. They didn't have names. Names on there. Now, but now they didn't have school names and character likenesses. So now I'm speaking yep. ignorant of the facts and just on speculation. But if a name and a logo is being used, there is typically a licensing compensation that goes along with that. So that yeah. means college or the university is receiving a percentage, whatever their agreement was, for for the use of their brand in that video game. Yep. The NCAA is getting the bulk of that for sure. You know, they have to clear that through the NCAA and then from that point once they get clearance and they're 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 licensed to use whatever institution uh they like to use. Yeah. Well so, six Sixty percent of NCAA's revenue goes to Division One schools, so I'm sure the fact that Division One schools are primarily used in the game are probably, you know, that's probably included in that revenue that 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 goes to the schools themselves. Well, the reason well the reason why I wouldn't think that there's a school revenue uh, for the for the clearance would be because uh, the the Division Two and Division Three schools are utilized in these games too. Especially uh, college football, college basketball, so maybe not well, so much. But I probably think it probably just wasn't that much then. It, it probably takes away from what the Division One schools think they would be making. Either that, or the Division One schools still make a ton. They, they, they their percentage would be higher than the Division Two school, or than you know any 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 other school that was involved in it. I would think. Yeah. I don't disagree with that at all. Oh yeah. Okay. Man, that conversation went over well. <laughs> um, <laughs> that did. Are you guys familiar with uh, with uh, what's been going on with Grambling State? I had a Marissa, about that. Uh, I no. had something. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well. Um, after I'm going to take a small break, mostly because I need to run and get something to drink. So I'm going to, and I, I wanted an excuse to play this song on the air too. So um, I'm going to take a small break and play uh, this really dope Wale track called Varsity Blues. Uh, in case no one's heard it, it's off the One Eleven One mixtape that he put out two years ago, and uh, it actually references uh, or it speaks about uh, student the challenges of being a student athlete. And after that, we're going to come back and talk a little bit about Grambling State and what's going on down there. Reach 
Clarette sues the NFL. Clarette remains on the wrong track, facing a felony concealed weapons charge. Former LSU football star and 2007 NFL number one draft pick Demarcus Russell has a record tonight and is not for sports. The Raiders released Russell in May, just three years after being number one overall draft pick. Has reaction tonight from Cincinnati Bengals cornerback Adam Pacman Jones after he was arrested last night outside a downtown bar. And by yes, the Maryland University basketball star on his way to becoming a world champion Boston Celtic. Died of an apparent heart attack today at Leland Memorial Hospital in Prince George's County. Uh, you say that you love me, no that couldn't be real My high school girlfriend Dyke and my side bitch ain't take her pill And all these bitches that I hung with ain't doing too well And every nigga that I hung with just used me for bail What's considered a rogue, I was chillin' alone But I did have Miss Medusa, she louder, she leave me stone Used to ride little bus, I ain't fuck with my teacher They ain't fuck with me neither, 15 and I ain't reefer Thank God for what I did Blocking against the shaky defense They don't think you a nigga Long as you feel like they bleachers Yeah, they always defend you Look how they say your name But if you rap shit attending I bet them feel the same Look, just remember how that winning tastes Just in case the nigga never see that thrill again Let a game know this is coming from a different place Different stages, switching paces like I'm shit to strange Love, just remember how that winning tastes Just in case the nigga never see that thrill again Let a game know this Coming from a different place, saw the quarters on in the world, couldn't consider fame. No. Varsity blues. Varsity blues, y'all. Varsity blues. Varsity blues, y'all. Varsity blues. Varsity blues, y'all. Varsity blues. Varsity blues, from time to time, should players be paid. We have this multi-billion dollar collegiate sports industry. We have to figure out a way to fairly compensate those who are fueling that industry. Like Bernie said, what a great business model. You make billions, oh and by the way, you don't have to pay the employees uh, anything. Look, I'm talking Reggie Bush, matter of fact, ask Cameron Newton. Matter of fact, go ask their schools how many jerseys they was moving. Thank you for their tuition. Thank you for room and board. Most of them niggas got no pocket pissed and doing four. Niggas sticking and moving. AJ flipping computers. Brandon Davis had relations with if Jimmy was screwing. They hate on Calipari, but I never seen a problem. They get one season popping shit. At least he being honest. They always in their class. They always at their practice. Why they bumming for cash? You made a grip off a bracket. Shout out to mid majors who forget what they major. Just trying to go somewhere and play somewhere with your players. Part of me European. Fuck who your current team is. Cause every QB with my pieces is a Willie Beeman. We never gon' be shit. That's we believe we need shit. Penalty and leadership critiquing me from the bleachers. Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues, y'all. Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues, y'all. That Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues, y'all. Just remember how that winning tastes. Just in case a nigga never see that thrill again. Let a game know this is coming from a different place. All right, that was Varsity Blues by 
hometown hero Wale from my from my city off his one eleven one mixtape. So, uh, um, really dope project. Um, now, like I said, we're going to talk about a little bit about Grambling State. Now, Grambling State uh, it's an HBCU um, down in Louisiana. Um, was once very prestigious and pretty well known for for putting out um, a lot of a lot of um, professional sports talent um, in both the NFL as well as the NBA. Um, uh, primarily because uh, for a long time it was really the only place that black athletes could actually go in order to um, in order to play because uh, a lot of these PWIs weren't really willing to offer them uh, scholarships or give them an opportunity to try out for the team. So um, Grambling State for many years has has been um, has been heralded as one of the top HBCUs as far as uh, college sports is concerned. Um, now, just recently, Grambling State has uh, has started to make headlines due to the actions of its football program. Uh, last week, uh, reports came out of Grambling State that uh, that the football that the football team was protesting on the count of uh, poor facilities and poor work conditions. Um, and upon um, review, upon several reviews and whatnot, they found out that a lot of the equipment um, down at Grambling State was found to be outdated. A lot of the flooring and some of their workout facilities and in, in, in their gym was was poor, and some of some of the floor tiles and and whatnot was even were even sticking out of the ground. To the point where you know someone could almost injure themselves had they had they you know tripped and fallen over it. Um, the 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 college athlete, the college football team um, again, like I said, made headlines uh, protesting for um, poor work conditions. Now they did one they did the one thing that ninety nine percent of college athletes would never do or wouldn't think to do, but. These guys decided they had to take it that far if they really wanted to draw attention to um, what uh, to the issues going on at Grambling State, and they forfeited the game. They they chose not they chose not to board the, their their school bus and they chose not to uh, play uh, last Saturday at Jackson State. Unfortunately for Jackson State, that happened to be their homecoming. So their homecoming plans kind of got um, kind of got thrown off a little bit, but um, in the in in the aftermath of of Grambling players deciding to take decided to take a stand, um, it's brought national attention to Grambling State University, to where pe- people are are finally seeing that that this the problems going on down there are not new problems. They're problems that have been going on for a couple a couple years now. And things have slowly, slowly been deteriorate, excuse me, deteriorating, um, with almost no way for for them to be um, remedied. Now, Doug Williams, who is a, a Grambling State grad and is the former football coach down there, was fired last last uh, last month, I believe, uh, two games into the season. Um, 
school kind of cited, you know, the fact that they've lost, I think, their last 12 games dating back to last season as the reason. But it was reported recently that it had par- it partially had to do with the fact that um, that uh, Doug Williams was, was using, you know, a few of his connections to try to raise money for um, the athletic program. Now, obviously, the school wasn't too hype on that because, you know, obviously, you know, m- you can't just donate money directly to a program. You know, they the, the the money has to come to the school, and then the school has to decide where those funds go. So there is a there was an alleged riff in between um, Doug Williams and the staff, which is precisely why he was uh, why he was let go. Now, I've seen some of the pictures. Of, of the conditions down in Grambling State, and they look absolutely atrocious. I mean, no one should have to work, and no one should have to work in in such awful conditions. To the fact where you have, you, you have to use equipment um, such as uh, shoulder pads that you know don't guarantee your upper body safety. So um, there are a lot of fingers to be to be pointed at, or there are a lot of, um, I'm not wording anything correctly today, there, there, there's a lot of blame to go around um, as far as this story is concerned, and, you know, I, me personally, I'm, I'm going beyond, um, I'm going beyond just the, the just like the, the president of the school, and I'm looking directly at Bobby Jindal, who you know who uh if anyone who's been following politics knows was uh one of the few uh he's a senator right senator i think uh, believe he's a senator, senator. Or... uh yeah. senator he's senator. okay yeah. he was one of the few to refuse um aid from uh Barack Obama as far as the stimulus package now that had pretty great ramifications throughout the whole state, um, considering that you know many that not not only Grambling State but all of the all of the local universities down there basically had to uh, were forced to cut programs and were 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 um, put in pretty dire financial straits. I know at Grambling State, for example, many of the teachers down there were forced to teach an extra class that they wouldn't be compensated for. So basically you also had, um, now Grambling State lost uh, as much as, I think their aid in 2007, for the 2007-2008 fiscal year, they got about $31 million in aid that, you know, that went to help out the school. This year, they it went all the way down to thirteen point eight million, and that's right now. So far, it's, it's cost them uh, scholarships, it's cost them enrollment, it's cost them repairs that you know for things that they need to make, and you know they're pretty much in dire straits. So, kind of part of what I wanted to, I guess, uh, ask you guys. Well, I was going to go to Joma first, but it doesn't matter. Uh, anyone can answer this. Um, well, first of all, what do you guys think can be done to kind of, you know, save such a prestigious university, you know, an HBCU nonetheless? 
considering all the all of the financial ruin it seems to be in. You know, I I, I don't know. Am I on here? Yeah. Let me. I kind of want to take it back to something that you talked about as far as the coach possibly being fired because of him raising money or trying to go out, you know, get outside funding. And it's what's funny about that is it kind of reminds me, and I don't doubt that was why he was fired. I don't doubt that. Um, but it, cause I find it interesting that they would make it out like he's a bad coach. This is why they're failing as far as, as far as not winning games or whatever, when they don't even have the proper equipment to practice properly. See what I'm saying? How can they go all in if they know their shoulder pads are, you know, two, three years old and it might not hold up? How can they really go hard like they probably would like to? You see what I'm saying? So I find that right. interesting that they kind of blame the coach for bad coaching when he at the same time trying to probably protect his players from being severely injured because they haven't had the equipment to practice where they should. Um, the other thing that it reminded me of was when I was in high school, I had teachers who would raise their own money just to buy us books. I went to school in South Central. So we had teachers who would sell candy or sell whatever they had to do to try to get us books in the classroom. And as soon as the school finds out, they shut it down. Or uh, we'd have teachers who would come in and paint their own classrooms because the paint was peeling and there was no other way to, you know, to start the school year. And, she, and not, not every teacher wants to start the school year in a crappy classroom. So... And the, but the teachers would get in a lot of trouble for that because the thing is there's a bureaucracy you have to go through to do things like that. But I always right. find that but I always find it interesting that um, people who are trying to help and do the right thing are always punished. Now, I'm not saying there isn't a system that you have to go through. Obviously there is. But if your system is breaking down, I don't think punishing the teachers or the coaches is a problem. You should go back and look at your funding and say, well, how are we spending this money? And how, how can we don't have money? How can we get money? As opposed to punishing those who are trying to figure out how to make a way. So exactly, and you actually just reminded me of a a part of the story I I forgot to mention. Um, Doug Williams actually went out and he bought the flooring. Like he he actually bought all you know all that was necessary to to get the floors and whatnot fixed. And that's what they went out and bought it, but they locked it all. They locked it all away. They haven't used it yet. Which doesn't make any sense to me. Well, they probably couldn't because of the bureaucracy involved. <laughs> you know, that's, that's yeah. This is it's not it's not an unusual thing, and I just find it interesting that happens in a lot of things like that happens in a lot of black schools. But that's a whole other point. Yo, Jay, what you got to add? Well, I know we've been chopping it up before. <laughs> yeah, we we talked about this a little earlier, um, but I mean, it's it's pretty, it's a pretty it's pretty bad situation to say the least. I mean, just to just to give you an idea of how bad it is. I mean, this team. I mean, this is not like one of those situations. Uh, you know, for people who don't really follow uh, college football or anything like that. Like, this isn't a situation where you got a bunch of bratty kids, you know, complaining about equipment or you know, complaining about the team or being sore losers and like that. You have a team that went one ten last season and hasn't had a winning season since it's been a long time. It's been a very long time. Early two thousand maybe, if that. Uh, they haven't had a winning, winning season in a long time. So uh, this team went one ten last year. 
under Doug Williams. And right now, the team is yet to win a game, uh, just to show you how bad the situation is. And as it was alluded to earlier in the conversation, um, the teachers uh, are affected by the lack of funding as well, you know, to where they have to keep an extra class without being compensated financially for it. Or, or what have you. So, you know, it's not just the athletic program that is in dire straits. Um, it's, it's also the academic side of it as well. And, you know, Doug Williams, you know, <laughs> bless his heart, you know, he did that. You know, the fact that he went outside of the realm of the school, you know, uh, is, is the reason why he got fired. He wasn't fired because of how the guys were playing on the field. He was fired because he tried to use his name to raise these funds to get uh, a better floor, you know, for these guys because, you know, you had stuff coming up from the floor and these guys were at risk of seriously hurting themselves, especially in the weight room, you know, uh, where, where it was pretty bad there too. So, you know, uh, because he was he was insubordinate, uh, so to speak, he was, he was fired. You know, so they have a pretty big problem there. And since then, you know, since, since they they released a letter of grievance, uh, they agreed to finish the rest of the season. The players have, uh, so they'll they'll finish the rest of the season. But uh, you know, uh, we were we were talking earlier about um, how far they had to travel. You know, they had to travel like 16 hours on a bus to get to this game at Alcorn State. Um, you know, just kind of goes to show you, like you know how how big of a problem they have financially. No team should go through that. Oh, boy. I'm sorry, I got a little distracted. I caused a little uh, drama on my Facebook earlier, and people are still commenting. My apologies. Oh, okay. I was loving um, you to sleep for a second. So. <laughs> oh no 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 no. This my my thread has been popping since about nine o'clock this morning. Um, yeah. um uh, where's my outline at? Okay. Um, yeah. So Grambling Grambling State is definitely it's in it's in extremely dire straits. Um, do you guys think the NCAA should step in? If if anyone can say, even despite the fact that it's not a problem that is only is only that only affects the athletic department, but you know attention was definitely brought to it because of the athletic department, or I guess the football team, I should say. Yeah, the uh, the NCAA should definitely step in because they don't want any blowback from this, and they will get it. Uh, you can you can rest assured of that, uh, especially from the NAACP. You know they'll get some blowback from those guys as well. You know, seeing as how this is the HBCU, and you know, if you play the race card, you can make the uh, you can make an argument that if this happened at any other school that wasn't HBCU, the NCAA be all over this. You know, no problem. But you know, I mean. Yeah, if I'm the NCAA, I'll probably step in because this is uh, this, this does not look good at all, not at all. And you, know, you you don't know exactly how many other schools are facing a similar problem like Grambling well, right now. I know HBCUs as a whole are generally 
um, a generally under underfunded. Um, I know my school my school was underfunded, and you know they they at one point they had they got rid of the equestrian team, they got rid of the swim team, they got rid of they had and not only that they had to get rid of um, what is. Oh, um, they tried to get rid of the African Studies major, which for me didn't really make sense considering we're in HBCU. But um, that was one they they tried to they tried to eliminate that too because they were trying to um, conserve money. So a lot a lot of HBCUs are, are terribly underfunded, um, which is partially which is partially why you know some some of these issues are what they. Are what they are. I kind of, I kind of want to use this to tie into another subject. I know that we wanted to discuss as far as NCAA sanctions, you know, because the NCAA hadn't, they never hesitated beforehand to kind of step in when they're, you know, when it wasn't really necessary to say the least. Yet I'm pretty sure when it comes to something like this, they, they won't has, you know, they, they probably, there probably won't be any action. Um, taken by them but you know as far as things like um, Oregon uh, Ohio State Penn State you know the NCAA has never hesitated when it comes to some of their more prestigious money makers I guess if you will they they, they don't hesitate to go and go above and beyond to make sure that they put their foot down and have their voice be heard Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, the sanction aspect of the NCAA is an absolute joke. I mean, you you have situations where um, you know the whole Johnny Manziel thing, you know, from last from from this year, where you know they they suspend him for half, one half. You know, he he gets to dress up for a game, you know, uh, for for signing autographs or whatever the deal was. You know, um, they found him not guilty, but then they still suspend him for a half, you know, as a way of saying, hey, we're the NCAA and we can do this because we had to act on it or whatever. But you have these situations where Grambling State needs funds in order to have an adequate football program, uh, you know, at the very least an adequate football program because that's what Grambling is known for for the most part. You know, the NCAA likely won't do anything about that. It's a joke. It really is. Agreed 100, 110%. Now, Jay, do you think there's a discrepancy as far as uh, penalties as it relates to, I guess, um, black and white players, i.e., you know, Johnny Manziel getting a half for for his actions versus um, – Someone like Des Bryant, you know, who who he got a couple games, right? Pretty sure he got a couple games suspension. Yeah, yeah, a couple. Or, games. or uh, you know, Cam Newton, who who was constantly under the micros, who was constantly under the microscope, despite the fact that you know there was, you know, they they didn't really have anything on him. They were just you know kind of speculating that oh maybe you know we think he did something. We think he took money. 
do you think that there do you think there's definitely a, a kind of a racial element to how they decide to sanction uh certain players versus others? You can definitely make an argument towards that. I mean there isn't necessarily a paper trail that was supported, but you can definitely make a legitimate argument towards that. I mean, Johnny Manziel gets suspended for what is it, uh twenty four minutes of a game, roughly, you know. Uh, quarters of twelve minutes in college, right? But yeah, I think 15. so. But I think it's so Well, either way, anywhere, anywhere between twenty-four to thirty minutes. You know, he's not suspended for a full game. Um, you know, as opposed to say a Des Bryant who gets suspended for two games, and you know Cam Newton who gets who, who gets followed around. You know, like someone in a Chinese store or something. Or Terrell Pryor, you remember Terrell Pryor? He got he got smacked down for for receiving benefits from like a booster right. club member, whatever. And you could you even know. add uh, Reggie Bush. They stripped him of his Heisman. Yeah, they stripped Reggie from uh, of his Heisman for for things that he did at SC. You know, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could definitely make a legitimate argument. And then and then the other thing too, um, the coaches. Some of them get penalized, and some of them don't. Some of them, you know, they go unscathed. I mean, Pete Carroll was behind, like, a massive scandal at SC. But he yeah, then, wasn't he able to leave? Yeah, he was able to leave. Yeah, didn't he? He, 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 that's right, because he, he left right before they got the sanctions. Yep, he sure did. And guess who got the brunt of that? Lane Kiffin. <laughs> well, he was terrible anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's, that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, how you can fail and still manage to get, how you can fail your way to getting a better job. Hey, man, we, we might have to say that one for the podcast. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, Pete Carroll ran to Seattle and comes to Seahawks, you know, when the sanctions were about to come down on him. I think the only guy they really, they really clapped down on was Jim Trestle at Ohio State. Um, yeah, they really put the hammer down on him, and rightfully so. Um, you remember he was the spearhead behind all of those. Uh, man, he 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 just didn't care. <laughs> he he really didn't. You know, he broke almost every uh, every rule in the NCAA rulebook as far as recruiting players went and all that type of stuff. He was helping them, um, you know, cheat scholastically. I mean, academically. You know. Um, yeah, just a lot of stuff. Um, he was the guy behind, well, he wasn't behind it, but, you know, he was the coach with that whole Maurice Collette situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, that's a, that's another guy, too. Um, you know, they, they got some serious blowback from the NCAA. And, man, we can go on and on. You know, there's tons of players, you know, and coaches, too, respectively. You know, uh, Urban Meyer, was able to was able to leave Florida, you know. After Florida had like a, a bit of a scandal there. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly got yeah, out. Chip, Chip Kelly got out. You know, Urban. He's like, oh, I'm not leaving. Oh, wait, sanctions. All right, peace. Yeah, I'm gonna coach the Eagles now. Yeah, deuces. Yep. Yep. Sure did. Sure did. You know, and you know, that that just kind of gives you an idea of how. Unorganized and how unbalanced this whole sanctions 
system is. You know, they they just kind of go off of a whim. It's like they, it's like you know, when you're in college and you're just sitting around with nothing to do, no test to study for, and you're passing you're passing the blunt around or something, and you're just kind of coming up with these wacky ideas on a whim. You know, kind of what the NCAA does. They just kind of take you by situation and figure out what sounds good and go from there. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now I want to I want to wrap this up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get you on these last two. Uh, get you on these on these last two. Um, okay. And. and why do you think, or why would you consider, you know, what the NCAA has been doing, you know, why would you consider that to be kind of overstepping its boundaries? Oh, well, I think I think they overstepped their boundaries. Like I said, you know, it's, it's a system so disorganized to where they they kind of handle each situation differently. So the the reason why they overstep is is different. You know, Johnny Manziel thing, you know, they didn't have substantial evidence to really penalize him for uh, the, the autographs or anything like that. So, you know, they were overstepping in the sense that, you know, they they saw a situation where there was there was no need to, uh, to mediate or regulate on and decided to regulate anyway or whatever you would call a regulation. You know, same thing with Ohio State, and especially the Penn State situation, where you know you had a, a school problem, you know, a problem with the school that didn't necessarily affect the football program, you know, as in, in regard to the country and other schools, you know, that was totally not an NCAA issue, and they definitely overstepped their boundaries and taking away their scholarships and suspending them from bowl games and, and things like that. Um, the blowback from the athletic program for Ohio State uh, when Jim Trestle was asked, you know, um, I think that that was a bit unfair. You know, they they played, they, they pretty much had wasted a year. You know, they went undefeated but had nothing to show for it. And I think that the students paid the ultimate price when it comes to that. And, you know, it's never really their fault. You know, even Terrell Pryor was think he was he was under the assumption that he was playing he was playing within the lines, and he got cracked for it, and his college career is over as a result of it. You know, so just totally unfair, man. You know, they they tend to step in when it's not necessarily needed, or they step in too fast and don't allow the schools to do what they need to do before the NCAA decides that they're going to step in. So it's, it's, it's various things, to be honest. Now with you, 100, 110%. All right, we're down to the last 10 minutes of uh, of the program. You know, it's been a pretty phenomenal show so far. Um, got a little heated earlier with our wonderful Mr. I'm an athletic director caller. Um, <laughs> he wasn't that. But um, that part aside, uh, it's, it's pretty. It's been a pretty phenomenal conversation so far. Um, so I guess we, we got a little, little over eight minutes left. So um, 
nothing wrong with having it's nothing wrong with having clowns on the show. So um, you know, before before we get into the the last couple, before I get I get ready to close the show down, uh, Jay, why don't you tell I guess you know everyone who's listening where they can find you, and um, you know which 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 you're up to these days. Oh well, basically, uh, you know, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Joma Leonard. Uh, you know, check me out on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Cut Chet Pimp, uh, at C U T C H E P I M P, and that's me. So you can follow me on Instagram as well. I follow back. Uh, I'm a nice guy, so I follow you back if you dare to follow <laughs> that guy. <laughs> uh, what I'm up to these days. Um, Basically, just uh, just waiting to go to school, actually, for radio. Uh, I want to host my own talk radio show here in Atlanta where I live and uh, want to give the city of Atlanta, you know, a product that they haven't had before or if they have had it before, not in a long time. So, uh, you know, that's basically what my focus is right now, outside of paying the bills, of course, because uh, somebody got to <laughs> check some kind of way. <laughs> you know? Check, so... Uh, you know, aside from that, you know, um, just just waiting to get into school really is my is my top priority, and uh, that's really about it as far as I go, man. Just just uh, just kind of um, enhancing my lifestyle, uh, eating better, and um, you know, training to be more physically fit, you know, things like that. I'm really focusing on as I wait to go to school. So uh, I'm all good, man. It's, it's nothing but good energy here. All right, that's a that's a bet, man. Um, th- hey, thanks for calling in, calling into the show. Definitely have to bring you back in the future. This will not be yeah, the I last time that Sir Brilly makes an appearance on uh, the Breakbeat for sure. <laughs> it was a pleasure to be on the Breakbeat. I want to thank uh, Marissa and Vito for for joining us on the show too. They had uh, they had great insight, I thought, and you know it was a pleasure to listen to them. And, and speak to them a little bit as well too, and it's always a pleasure to be on a break beat with my main man, MC Brook. Uh, yes, I'll, sir. I'll look forward to the next time uh, to, to be on the show. Uh, whatever topic is, is best, you know, I'm definitely open for it. I hope uh, I hope to talk to all of you in Blog Talk World very very soon. All right, most deaf. All right, I'm gonna mute everything right now, real quick. Okay. Down to the last 5:45 of the show. Again, thank my man, my homie, Sir Brilly Joma, for calling in. Had a, a phenomenal show right here. Be sure to go and uh, check out the archives. You can download this show on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, I'm going to post the link to this once it's available on the Breakbeat page. You can also follow me on Twitter at mc underscore brooks. Um, Tomorrow, oh, tomorrow, uh, Vita, who called in earlier and had some phenomenal uh, insight, is going to be hosting uh, a show kind of unorthodox. I thought, I, know, I thought she normally does shows like on the Thursday where I don't host. But regardless of that, um, she's going to be hosting a show tomorrow on Black Atheism and the Arts their need for increased visibility of black freethinkers in the arts, entertainment, and media. So that's going to take place tomorrow. She's also going to have the pleasure 
of uh, interviewing uh, our homie in Grand Unified, my man C. Gats, uh, who has a new album coming out with my man Zilla. They have a new project called Gatzilla. The, the album is called Attack on Titan. Uh, pre-orders and whatnot for all that will be available soon. Um, I've been privileged enough to, to get an early copy to, to listen to, and i got to say that this album is absolutely phenomenal. It's some of the best um, hip-hop that I've had the pleasure of listening to. So um, be sure to be on the lookout for that Um you can also go cop my mixtape at mcbrooks.bandcamp.com. Once again, uh, thank you to everyone who uh, called and listened in. Um, our next show will be take. I'm having a show next Wednesday, and then I'll be having a show the following Wednesday on issues concerning the nerd and otaku community. That being said, I'm going to end the show playing a cut from the from the Gatzilla album. This is their first single called Soul. Peace out everyone. Oh, uh, yeah. People get so caught up on words and meanings and shit. But check this out. Uh, yeah. See Gats, I got soul. Yeah. Spookzilla got soul. Yeah. But Gatzilla got soul. Yeah. Green unified soul, they got it, so authentic got soul, yeah, that's right, we got soul, uh, yo, check it, listen, yo, some say it don't exist, others say it keeps us moving in this world full of hatred and violence, it keeps us human, I don't like to play the game of semantics, so I don't get involved, don't believe in spirits, but I do believe in metaphors Our language has evolved over centuries New vernaculars Spectacular Artistically gifted writers With pads and pens Providing me with pride For my ancestry of Africans Songs that came from warriors Oppressed people and activists Yeah, for a better word Understand the role People think that I believe in ghosts No, when I say I feel the beat I'm motivated by my goals Best believe I mean I got a lot of soul Yeah, yo, that for a better word Understand the role People think that I believe in ghosts No, when I say I feel the beat I'm motivated by my goal Best believe I mean I got a lot of soul yeah. So even though I'm not religious And don't believe in spirits I can never tell a man that I have spirit You're wilding off the definition Living and vile despite the context Words are just some letters used to jack text The progress is in the way we mock less And act to be honest And we've been acting childish And rational a lot less So take a step back for perspective A deeper look When I say I have soul Not the meaning inside a book I mean I'm living a free life So I'm feeling just like I should In the hood But I feel like a million dollars of good while you can't take my money, you can't take that from me I'm a fighter, well enlightened, I'm too bright to be a dummy Keep it sunny on the inside, poetically I'm speaking Soul is glowing when I flow, it's like I'm running through the speakers Never falling for your speeches, or conforming to your weakness Undefeated in my mind, cause real soul is true freedom Now I mean, for a better word, understand the role People think that I believe in ghosts No, when I say I feel the beat, I'm motivated by my goals Better believe I mean I got a lot of soul Yo, that four-letter word, understand the role People think that I believe in ghosts No, when I say I feel the beat, I'm motivated by my goals Best believe I mean I got a lot of soul That four-letter word, 
understand the role People think that I believe in ghosts No, when I say I feel the beat I'm motivated by my goals Best believe I mean I got a lot of soul Yeah, yo, that four-letter word Understand the role People think that I believe in ghosts No, when I say I feel the beat I'm motivated by my goals Best believe I mean I got a lot of soul Yeah, 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 yeah 